or Kevin Peter Hall? Kevin Peter Hall. Or maybe uh, The Predator, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know much yeah. of his backstory. Hopefully we'll get a Predator standalone film, yes. much like Solo. Uh, now that everyone's seen the success of Solo, uh, <laughs> I think we're going to see standalone films for all characters ever. Yes, I hope so. I hope they do a Sonny Latham. Uh, is that how you pronounce his name? Landom. Landom, Landom, yeah. right. Since there's no T and H, it probably wouldn't be Latham. <laughs> That's his uh, brother. That has a different last name. Uh, so my notes from this minute uh, mostly consist of the fact that as a child and possibly as an adult, I was a total idiot, and I never really linked that spaceship firing off the landing ah, yes. pad pod, the escape pod, uh, to the rest of the film. I remember seeing it and thinking nothing of it because it didn't pertain to the story, and it wasn't until maybe my, you know, 25th 30th viewing that I was like oh I get it the Predator's from space and that's his ship dropping him off I just uh, anyway right I mean that's usually the part I think a lot of people miss as they're scurrying to get snacks and drinks so they can sit down and watch the movie I mean the action occurs immediately after Schwarzenegger's name um, and so they're flying through space and yet they jettison this little thing and I, I you know I remember thinking to myself what sort of heat shielding does <laughs> and they accurately depict it falling through the atmosphere and heating up, you know, and, and right. you see the flame coming down. And, and then I have to imagine, well, did they see this from the sky and were there UFO reports? You know? Yeah. The spaceship <laughs> itself is just, I mean, it's just odd. I don't, I don't even know if I knew what, w that really, even now, it just seems like so out of context because if you're telling a story, right, you shoot that and then there needs to be something in the next scene. Like, General, we've got reports that something landed from space. Right. You know, we don't, there's no reason to connect that to anything until, I don't know, like the very last five minutes of the film when we realize this is a creature from outer space. You right, know? right. And you actually see it. Yeah. Um, in the, the last third, uh, the last action scene or sequence. But uh, um, yeah, I want to know more about this spaceship. It does seem kind of hodgepodge together. Like, you know, where, where did they get this spaceship design? Why couldn't they come up with something a little sleeker? Yeah. Um, so a little bit of backstory at least is explained in the comics and I think that we see it in later I think it's Predators is the one where they actually spend some time on the ship and do a little backstory and, but this originally started from the comics uh, that were being published uh, just after this and a lot of it seems to intimate that the Predator you know, race of aliens were originally you know, much more advanced much more civilized uh, and for one reason or another, uh, this faction of, you know, hyper-violent, uh, you know, 
Sort I don't of know. Ted Nugent of the universe. <laughs> yeah, just the just the kind of people who comment on YouTube videos, basically. If they take, <laughs> oh wait, they did take over. Um, so these aliens then basically are from the same race, but are a group that has no technological know-how. So they're basically just driving these old buses that they found, okay. you know, kind of like a Mad Max scenario. Yeah. Um, but to in order to keep up their you know culture, they go on these hunting trips. Well, now I have to wonder, is this a one-way mission? Because the way he's inserted uh, leaves the question, well, how would he be extracted later on? Because they're just shooting him off in a little pod. He's crashing onto the Earth. And presumably they're doing this so as not to be detected, uh, maybe by Earth satellites. But, I mean, they've got to get a ship back in there to pick him up unless this was all along going to be just a one-way suicide mission. But I don't know. I mean, there's yeah. things that happen in the movie that suggest he plans on going back. So, yeah, I'm, I would guess maybe a beacon. I, mean, I don't know, because in Predator 2, they've got the whole ship, and they managed to hide it in New York. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, was that yes. New York or L.A.? Uh, it's hot, so it's got to be L.A. Um, and then in the other ones, they're, like, trying to repair their ship on various planets. Or, you know, they had the ones, I think, in Predators, where they teleport them to a planet. So, I don't know. Again, you know, since they're not really – let's work off the theory that they are, uh, you know, this sort of, you know – degraded group and they're just kind of finding technology and using it the best they can right. they don't necessarily have to be under one big directive this just could be like a little tribe and this is their ship and how they do it right and other predators that all have at least the same drive to go kill really easy prey honestly now something about the predator name we're just throwing mm -hmm. predators out there but did you know that the original title for the film and this wasn't changed until after production was going to be hunter ah and this, this poses some problems, you know, because we see, uh, and this is referring to another movie, Alien vs. Predator at the very end, uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> we see a little half-alien, half-predator pop out, which can conveniently be called a predalien. Oh. But if you have hunter instead of predator, I, I don't know if huntalien works very well. But um, I don't know, but I, I feel like if they had named it hunter would there be a bunch of like 20 year olds in california now being named predator that would be um... <laughs> predator <-esque monster. laughs> yeah. See, there you go they would have he would have acted probably identical now going back to the alien connection here i like uh so uh uh john mctier tiernan uh, okay. the director when he originally pitched the movie uh he pitched it as rocky versus alien which is interesting. So all along, this connection to Alien and action stars was, was present from the very beginning. I thought that was rather interesting. Yeah, Rocky versus Alien would not be a fair matchup. <laughs> no, it would not. But I guess... I, I think guess... Alien would... He would probably at least unanimous decision. <laughs> right. But I guess McTiernan also saw the whole thing as actually more um, closely related to King Kong. Uh uh, where you have a bunch of people, they're moving deeper and deeper and deeper, in this case, into the jungle, and then they don't realize the nature of the threat until it's too late, and now they just got to get out of there. So mm -hmm. uh, this was sort of the idea behind Predator, um, and I'm, you know, I'm very happy that they changed the title at the very end. <laughs> Hunter, I don't think it would have sold. Yeah, and I feel like that was also the name of like a 1970s movie or something like that where it was like a serial killer and i don't know somebody had to like stop him like a cop or something wasn't that or i don't know 
if there if there isn't someone should go back in time and make that a movie. Oh, uh, well, we leave that to Skynet. Yeah, there's not enough uh, there's not enough movies about a serial killer and, and some cop that has to save them with the it's help of some plucky not. partner. <laughs> uh, man, they really need to mine that. Uh, <laughs> some other things are in here. We see the uh, some names. We see Carl Weathers, mm. the great Carl Weathers. Yes, action. Um, action yeah, action yeah, the man whose arms keep getting ripped off in films. He's kind of like Michael Ironside. <laughs> uh, yes. Spoiler alert for this one. Uh, and we see uh, Opedia Carrillo. Uh, this was, uh, uh, I didn't know much about her <laughs> until I started doing this uh, by the minute sort of research. And she's fascinating, honestly. Yeah. Uh, she's, of these names, probably the least well-known. I mean, there's a lot of first-timers in this. Uh, but she had actually come from uh, uh, Mexico in a small mountain town and just had this unbelievable violence. Uh, from farm laborers, uh, uh -huh. her father was murdered at three. Wow. Yeah, uh, when she was six, her brother was uh, killed, uh, shot in front of the family. Uh, when she was 10, uh, she dropped out of school and started working at a Chinese restaurant. So this is, you know, of all these people that are pretending to be these like hardcore MFers, she is the only one who actually is. <laughs> right, so I mean, she's basically playing herself. Yeah. But I mean, but she's like, okay. but she's kind of the, you know, she, the girl and the, the alien won't attack her because she's unarmed or the predator right. won't attack her she's unarmed and, you well, know, they all have to rescue have. her <laughs> and all this other stuff. She's kind of like the, you know, out of her element, but really she would probably have been like, all right, guys, come on, don't touch that. <laughs> don't eat that plant, dummy. Now, th this was shot in uh, Puerto Vallarta and Puerto Palenque, Mexico. Oh. Um, so I'm wondering if, if she was actually a local or did, was she scouted somehow well she had started um actually uh, her film career earlier this okay so she was one. probably scouted okay so, all right. yeah um she had actually been in an oliver stone film prior to this oh wow. uh, in a movie called salvador uh i'll admit okay. i've never seen it uh although james woods got an academy award nomination for it um so then she you know she was already well known on this sort of list and then got put into this movie. Um, you can thank the casting director, who we'll find out who that is later. Uh, so, you know, a little teaser there. She Tune has some in. great dialogue in the movie. <laughs> the casting it. director? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, her dialogue is some of my favorite. I, she's a great actress. Uh, she went on to do other things, but this is still her most successful uh, role. But the other thing that, uh, you know, oh, moving classic. away from her for a moment, is that, well, I also like how prominent her name is, you know, how quickly early her name appears i was at first i thought maybe they're doing an alphabetical order because i don't understand how she comes up right after you know like all these huge names like as if she was the big draw behind schwarzenegger and carl weathers yes <laughs> but i guess it's just random um but then so the other thing from this actual minute uh, when we were watching it together especially i couldn't stop laughing at these helicopter like what what is going on there if you look at this there are just helicopters willy-nilly all over the place yes. i mean for the sake of the shot i'm guessing they want to make sure that we can see that there's some helicopters on a beach but it's yes if you've been on a military base they're actually pretty organized people yeah you know and these helicopter pads are right there on the beach i don't know if they're going to be inundated with water when high tide comes right. or what's going on um yeah there's only one pad the rest of them are just kind of landing on grass or i think uh you know one of you know uh, Schwarzenegger's is right there on the beach. Yeah, on the sand, yeah. Yeah. 
and we see uh, it looks like a personal a personnel carrier. Uh, oh, okay. It could be a personal carrier too. I mean, they have <laughs> bags and stuff in it. So it's really unclear, like what is the rhyme and reason of this whole placement? What's going on? I mean, if we were assuming that this were a completely real thing, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's just what stuck out for me. It was just this goofy nature of how all these you know supposed crack military group were just throwing helicopters around and sticking them wherever. Yeah, I mean, well, they're they're trying to, I guess, create weight importance behind whatever operation they're about to go on. Uh, but yeah, the helicopters we see are actually the uh, uh, Bell UH-1 uh, Iroquois, or originally called the HU-1, which later on became the Huey. So these are all Huey helicopters, uh, you know, Vietnam era uh, personnel lifters, and uh, yeah, it's it. it I guess this is, I'm wondering how they were able to get these things. They got apparently three of them, unless of course they landed one in the middle of some models as we were <laughs> discussing earlier. Right. Um. <laughs> I think we see some people standing around, but I mean, they're standing so perfectly still, they could be models, who knows? Right, right, I mean, right. Everyone that comes out of the helicopter looks like a model. But I just want to say again how great everyone looks. Yeah, but they did have some authenticity there. Mm -hmm. um, and, and yeah, it looks, it looks real, except for the fact that everything is right there on the beach, and you know, basically, probably all going to be flooded in a few <laughs> right. hours during high tides. And so. completely disorganized and way yeah. too close to each other. Yes. <laughs> well, I think that's it for today. Thank you yeah. for joining us on a beautiful Tuesday. Tomorrow is going to be even better. Hump day, halfway through the week. Yes. So. Until we see you the next time, I'll see you. <laughs> <laughs>